0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. And no, this is not a Steelers post game because the Steelers did not play today. They're on their Week 7 bye week, but it is a Steelers Q&A, a question and answer session with myself and Lance Williams over here on the other side of me. Lance, how are you doing this fine evening?
1: I am doing okay. That's right. You reminded me. I am asking the questions today, so i got to make sure my phone is up so I can answer said questions. So
0: absolutely and there is one key question that we're going to talk about and that is the headline or the title of this episode um nonetheless we're going to get to that in a second let's talk a little bit about some of the week seven action that went down today uh believe it or not in the afc north the browns run to buy just like the steelers the Bengals lost to the jacksonville jaguars they remain winless bungles and, yep, bungles a bungles bungle and then the Baltimore Ravens do what no one really thought they could do, and that was they went to the West Coast playing in Seattle. And they they beat a really good Seahawks team on the road. That's a big win for them as they head into their bye week. And then off the bye week, they'll play the New England Patriots. So, Lance, what were your thoughts on the week that was mainly with the Baltimore Ravens?
1: You know, we were just talking off air. And, uh, you know, Lamar is something. I mean... I mean, we've seen the guy that kind of scrambles, runs around like Mike Vick. We've seen Randall Cunningham. We've seen Steve Young. I mean, some of us have seen Fran Tarkington. So we've seen the mobile quarterback that can run around and make plays. But, man, I don't know if we've seen a guy like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's he has a cannon. He runs like a four-three, and he's a bigger guy. I'll add Colin Kaepernick to that name. Of guys that run around, he he even even Russell Wilson, he's a problem. He's going to leave a lot of plays on the field, but like I was saying to you, Jeff, off air, man, he's he, he's going to make some too. He he he's a dangerous guy. And, and and what we were talking about, I don't know how you can play man coverage against him. I mean, you need let alone eleven sets of eyes. You might need every set of eyes of your fans in the stadium telling you which way he's going. As Well, I mean, that 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 guy is he's something else to watch.
0: Dangerous is a good word to describe Lamar Jackson. And I look at what's going on with him. And I think about the Steelers in the second half of that game um, against the Ravens where they could they bottled him up. And that's exactly what you have to do. The Seahawks weren't able to do it, especially in the second half. And that was when when you get a pass rush, you have to really keep him inside the tackles. And the Steelers are able to do that, and they shut him down in the second half. But he's so slippery, and he is so dangerous, like we just mentioned, that it's going to be a tough task for any defense. And that includes the New England Patriots coming off a bye. That'll be in Week 9. And they're one of the best – most people say they're one of the best defensive teams in the league right now. No, no, so no,
1: no, no, no. They are the best defense in the league. There, there, there is no doubt.
0: There you go. And, so I, and, I,
1: and, you know, I hate to give those guys up north compliments. They, exactly. they are – they're, they're, I think teams are averaging six and a half points against t- the Patriots. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: so it, it's, it's definitely a situation where it's going to be a fun game to watch, but that's two weeks away. But that does put a dent into the Steelers' plans. I know that a lot of fans were thinking, okay, the Ravens are going to lose. They'll drop a game, and then the Steelers could possibly go into week eight against the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football at Heinz Field and win that game and then just slowly kind of claw their way back. Well, that's not happening. And anyone thought that the Ravens were just going to just lay over and die. Well, you haven't been watching football that long. But let's talk about this upcoming game for the Steelers. And This is the headline of the episode. And that is, Lance, is the week eight game Monday Night Football? hinesfield is it a trap game? Fans hate to say that, but that's what we have here with the winless Dolphins coming to town.
1: I think it's absolutely a trap game. And I think it's definitely even more so of a trap game now that Fitzmagic is the starting quarterback down in Miami. And the Steelers, ironically, will get a chance to go up against Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, they went up against him last year down in Tampa where they got some critical turnovers and able to get, I think it was their first win of the season last year. So when you look at the Miami Dolphins, I mean, Jeff, I mean, if you want to get a laugh, Jeff, if you've had a long day, (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and any Steeler fan out there that's had a long day, just look at some of the stats from the Miami Dolphins. It is comically bad. It is historically bad. I mean, I, I think that they're – I think today they, they scored, I believe, Jeff, 16 points maybe, maybe 17 points. 17
0: uh, I think might have been the number.
1: That was their high for the year. And I think with them averaging or, or, or getting 17, I, I believe they're averaging a touchdown this year a touchdown yeah. they, they are so comically bad that this absolutely 1000 percent lines up as a trap game especially coming off of a bye week and, and guys will say that they don't read stuff about teams and they try to keep singularly focused one game at a time don't believe any of that these guys are on twitter these guys are watching games these guys fully know that the Miami Dolphins are absolute trash. And they're coming off of a bye week with a quarterback that is just getting out of concussion protocol. So this is a capital T RAP game.
0: Yeah, there's a couple things, in my opinion, that go against that. And it's not that this isn't a potential trap game. I'm not disagreeing with you there. But here are some stats that are some aspects to keep in mind. Number one, the Steelers haven't lost a Monday night game at home since, I think, the 1990s. That's a pretty good streak they have going. They typically play very, very well against Ryan Fitzpatrick, whether it was with the Bills, whether it was the with the, the stint with the Bengals. I think he might have lined up against them with the Jets. Or did he play for the Jets? Did he play for the Jets?
1: He's played for the entire national football
0: <laughs> I league. Really, you're like yes. Last year teams. last year he was the quarterback of the Bucs. You mentioned that game that they won down in Tampa. Um they typically play well against Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'll keep that in mind. I also think that the fact that this team is 2 and 4 does not give them any excuse to overlook anyone. You know, I'm, everyone knows that they've lost close games. Everyone knows the record of the teams that they've lost to. But the fact of the matter remains, this team is not 4-2. and two. I would be much more concerned if they were 4-2 and two going into this game, coming off a of bye, than if they were 2-4. And, four. and you know, I you're reading twitter if they're reading twitter they're reading a lot of hate going their way because they've sucked it up so far this season everyone's all high off of that week seven win i'm sorry week six win in los angeles over the chargers but they're still not a good football team they might be getting closer but they're still not a good football team so i see your point and i definitely validate that point in terms of a trap game i think that those factors that i mentioned though I don't necessarily see it as uh, if we're going DEFCON levels, DEFCON one being the world's about to explode DEFCON five. Okay. We're okay. I'd say it's like DEFCON three in terms of a trap game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably three and a half. I would go even maybe four. Jeff, do we have any giveaways that we can give away? If, if a listener that's currently listening to the program can guess it uh, uh, the answer to a question that I'm going to ask, but they can't they can't search the internet to get the answer. They just have to answer spurred a moment, like first 15 seconds or the first person that jumps in or I don't know. We got anything to, we can give I don't,
0: I don't have anything on the top of my head.
1: Oh, anyway, what well, a question I wanted to ask was simply, how many touchdowns have the Miami Dolphins scored this year? Granted, they're 0-6. How many touchdowns? You take the guess, Jeff. Hmm.
0: I'm going to say five. They've scored four touchdowns. Weren't two of them today? Are you counting the two today? (laughs) I
1: believe. I I don't know if they updated the stats on ESPN for today's (laughs) game, but I think that they did. They've scored four touchdowns this year. You want to know how many points they've scored this year as a team?
0: Well, they probably played uh seven games. They're 0 and 6. Oh, they're 0-6. They hit a bye already. Okay. 0-6. You already said that they average what? Seven points a game?
1: They actually average slightly more than that now.
0: Mm, okay, because they scored 17 today. So how many what was the original question again?
1: How many points have they scored this year?
0: Uh forty three. You are that's that's a
1: great guess. Forty two. Oh, (laughs) they are averaging 8.4 points per game after six games. Yikes. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, when you look at their stats, it's absolutely comical. They have 74 first downs opponents, 123 rushing first downs, 16 opponents, 47 passing first downs, 47 opponents, 65 third down percentage conversion rate, 25% to teams, 50%. I mean, the numbers are downright laughable when you look at this Miami Dolphin team. And here's the other reason why. It's probably on DEFCON three and a half to four. Miami's not trying to win games. They, yeah. they have no intent of winning games. They are in the two of sweepstakes who ironically just had surgery for a high ankle sprain after the Tennessee game but they are in a two of sweepstakes. They don't want to win. I believe if they thought that they had a chance that they would win, they would put Josh Rosen in the game at halftime.
0: There are people that say they're not playing Josh Rosen because they don't want him to get killed. (laughs) That's honest. Those are people that are Dolphins Dolphins fans, not me, not Steeler fans or anyone like that. There's people that say that they're literally keeping Rosen out of games because they don't want him – going through all this and taking the, the harassment. But how many sacks have they given up? Do you know? Let me see. Go ahead and uh, I can probably I'll talk a little bit. It. I'll talk a little bit while you look. It's one <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. He, I, just, I think it was Bo in the live chat at the beginning of the show. He said, who's the Jay Ajayi that's going to run all over us? And he's re- referencing when the horrible Dolphins beat the Steelers down in Miami. I can't remember what year that was um they really don't have any of those players anymore i mean it's incredible and another thing to think about is that in terms of the the dolphins make a fitzpatrick being on the team should be a very good resource for them in terms of what they do what they do well specific tendencies even if it's on their defensive side of the football um i think with the steelers and this is going to come down to just them doing their doing their job. You know, I hate to say that because that idiot up north is the one who supposedly coined that phrase. But if they just come out and I would love to see the Steelers offense have a little bit of a a little bit more of a semblance of what they actually are coming off of bye week. Uh, you know, that's obviously with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Um, I'd like to see. Hopefully, they're a healthy team coming off a of bye. You know, you get some guys like T.J. Watt, James Conner, all those guys in there. it would be interesting to see what that looks like. But I, I'm not really worried about Miami, but I do know that they're giving up a lot of sacks. you have that number yet?
1: Yeah, Miami has given up 24 sacks and a differential in sack totals. Steelers have given up five, which is number one in the National Football League, to Miami's <laughs> 24. A difference of 19 they're, sacks. They're
0: giving up four sacks a game.
1: I mean, these numbers are absolutely absurd when you think of the Miami Dolphins. And that's the only reason why I think it's a trap game, because you could get trapped into thinking that these guys are not NFL players, that they're not being coached properly. But this is a professional football team. And any time you put elite athletes on the field, you can lose. Let me give you another funny stat when it comes to Miami. They're (laughs) minus nine in turnover ratio minus nine I mean wow. they don't they don't do anything well they only average 3.2 yards per carry here's a deadly one and why you're 0 and six and this is one of those telltale stats that analysts always bring up when they measure good teams it's yards per attempt opponents are their yards per attempt is 9.7 compared to 5.6 that's almost four yards different. Her attempt with a pass, that is ridiculous. I mean, some of this stuff is absolutely comical. They are a comically bad football team. And just think, Jeff, what would happen if the Steelers lost oh to Miami gosh. on Monday oh, night?
0: jeez. That would be. Hide, my...
1: hide the women and children.
0: Yep. That's exactly what it would be. Because this wouldn't be losing to New England. It wouldn't be losing a close overtime game to Baltimore. You lose to an 0-6 team at home on primetime. I don't know if
1: anybody survives that. I mean, if they lost to Miami, it might be pink slips. (laughs) Coming
0: off a bye week?
1: Coming off of a bye week. That would be the worst scenario.
0: Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Because I'll tell you what, you know, you win and you're starting a stretch of three games at home. You have the Dolphins, obviously, Heinz Field, Monday Night Football. Then you have the Colts coming to town, Heinz Field, and then you have the Rams. So my question for you is, Lance, let's let's put on your prognosticator hat. And, and they're two and four right now. After these three, three games, what's their record?
1: Give me the three. Give me the opponents again. In order,
0: in order. They're all at home. So we don't have to talk about venue. Miami Dolphins, Indianapolis Colts, LA Rams. I'm I'm turning over a new leaf. You know, we talked (laughs) earlier. Just by prefacing that with what you just said, we already (laughs) know where your heart is really leaning towards. So I don't want to hear anything else, but go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say one and two. I think they beat Miami. Uh, I, I think the Ram game and um, I, I think actually the Colts game is probably tougher than the Rams game because um, I think from a physical perspective, you know, the way the Colts play football and they really try to establish the run and really play a really physical brand of football. Um, I think that's the tougher of the two games. I think the Steelers actually from a secondary perspective, match up really well against the Rams and and what the Rams want to do in that play action passing game. I think the game against the Colts will be tougher. So being positive, I'm going to say two and one. I'm kind of leaning that one and two, but being positive, I'm going to say two and one. I say they beat Miami and I think they beat the Rams, but they lose to
0: the Colts. I'm going to get, I was going to say five and five coming out of that three game stretch. I think they win two of them. I think that I actually think they match up well against Indianapolis. Um, but the, the the thing about Indianapolis is, and I didn't know this, I actually watched a good bit of the Colts Texans game today. Was Jacoby Brissett and how calm and collected he is against the blitz. And we know how much the Steelers love the blitz. And I don't know if this changed today because I didn't get to watch all of that game. But Trent Green, I believe, was on the color call for that game. He said that. Jacoby Brissett has not been intercepted once when fa- like because of a blitz. So he's not really phased by the blitz. They have a good offensive line. I see the Rams game as more of a struggle for the Steelers. Cause I, I just think if, if they can get their offense, right, which it's an issue right now for them, but if they can get their offense, right, the Steelers can't win a shootout. And I don't think, I think the Rams out of those three teams that we talked about are the most likely to put them into a shootout situation. And so, that's that's what the one I, that scares me the most, personally.
1: This is the reason why I like the Rams matchup, just because the Rams have been so inconsistent in the interior offensive line. I know To is out, and I know that will be uh, a, a very big loss, but I just don't like the way the Rams run the ball now. I don't think they can run the ball effectively, really, at this point. And I, I've seen them get dominated in the trenches, and I still think even without Tuit with the Lulu starting, and L.J. Walton as the backup. I hope the Steelers still look out for some more guys. I'm not a Walton fan in particular, but I still think the Steelers up front can really get after that offensive line with the Rams. And I think the Rams aren't the same. Um, I just think they aren't the same this year because their guards are struggling and they can't run the football. And play action is essential to what they want to do. So I'll disagree with you a little bit uh, about the Colts game. I think... um, the Colts are really tough. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to be a solid player. I love Nelson, the guard. Um, and I think it's Costanzo, the tackle um, to his left. Uh, I, I, I like the Colts as a football team. I, I like Frank Reich, what he does offensively. I think he's creative. I think they're well coached. Um, I can't pronounce the defensive coordinator's name. Uh, I have Bonder, he's not. That's. That's Jason's name <laughs> <laughs> from from uh, uh, from uh, Halloween. From Halloween. <laughs> um, I can't forget. I can't. I, I, I'm flubbing on the guy's name. The Indianapolis coach, defensive coordinator.
0: I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to try.
1: Um, I, I think he's a really good coach. Um, I really like the Colts. I think the Colts are a team built to do some damage, and I was really impressed by them going up to Kansas City. In in really beating up uh, a Chiefs team and getting that
0: win, yeah. And then uh, it it's going to be an interesting stretch of games. And I might say that this is a a critical juncture for the Steelers because even if they were to go two and one, and you're five and five, you've dug yourself out of a one and four hole. You you kind of you righted the ship, would you say?
1: I think you have. I, I think you have. You come out five and five. You come out five hundred. I think. You can legitimately say, "Let's go out and try to win this division," Um, but 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 you got to get to the 500 mark, and you got to get to the 500 mark sooner than later. You know, it has to be done uh, over these next couple of games to get there. And it's Matt Eberflus, excuse me. I don't know how I said hees or whatever. You're probably watching I, the
0: Sunday <laughs> night game. You're watching Vander Rush out there, and that's what made you think of that. I don't know. Van,
1: yeah, Vander Eberflus. Uh So, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Matt Eberflus is, is so. the defensive coordinator. Um, if the Steelers were to at some point, I don't even want to say it or tease it because it's such a stretch at this point, you know, that would be a coach if if they were able to trade Tomlin for the two firsts and two seconds.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, first and foremost, I did see this in the live chat. I want to give a big shout out to um, Bo, getting bent with Bo. Who's, he was the one that key, he gave you the IKEA couch name. Um, he's <laughs> it's, so I guess it's his birthday today. So big shout out to Bo. Happy birthday. Um, big up, Bo. Yeah, he, up, was, he actually won our comp, our giveaway for the draft party. Um, I think that was him. He gave his tickets to his parents. They had a great time. Pretty cool. Speaking of trades, and you brought up Mike and trade. I want to read an email I got from. I'm not going to say the individual's name. Can I? Can I? could I cut you off real quick? Could sure, I read ahead.
1: one of the comments. Big up to double HH. He wrote, "Lance is just telling us his unbiased feelings. That's all. Objectivity is part of the CMU education and training. CMU class of '95, baby. Wow, look at that double HH." Yes, my fellow Tartan. I am CMU class of nineteen ninety-four, so maybe we bumped elbows in Skebo Hall and played a little pickup basketball and climbed the rope in that old gym in the back. They had a they had a rope hanging from the ceiling in the gym. Nice. Uh, it was definitely old school. So big up to you, W H H Skebo Hall, Carnegie Mellon Tartans.
0: Yes, so you, you graduated in ninety four from from
1: grad school. Yes, okay. in nineteen ninety four. Yes, from Carnegie I was Nellis. in nineteen
0: ninety four. I was be bopping around as a sixth grader. Man,
1: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. What was the cartoon in ninety four you were watching? Uh, you went to see Space Jam. That's like one of those movies that dude, I've never I. Seen.
0: I did see Space Jam. I did see Space Jam. The, I was really into the. uh Remember the Animaniacs? Those guys no, um no. like they, they had all these sub cartoons inside like the Pinky and the Brain were probably my favorite. And never never seen it, never seen
1: it. I think I took my nephews to see Space Jam, bought them a Slurpee and a big popcorn, and went to see something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was not a huge Space Jam guy, really wasn't. So, anyways, enough of the 19, mid-90s talk. Uh, this is an email. I'm not going to say the individual's name because he obviously emailed me personally. I don't know if he wants his name out there, but I'm going to assume that he's okay with me putting the content out there. It's a long email. I'll give you the gist of it. You You could
1: about... do this, Jeff. You could just make up an a, a incorrect sports name that I typically flub. So, pick one of my favorite flubs and just <laughs> call him that.
0: I'll just think of a, a, a name from a movie. Um and see if you can tell me what movie it is. Okay, okay. It, this is from ebby Calvin Lelouch. All right, ebby Calvin says, "Do you know the movie?" By the way, absolutely not. Oh my gosh! Someone in the live chat, please tell me that they let me, know... let me just
1: get the Big Lebowski.
0: No, it's a sports okay. movie.
1: Oh, uh, I've only seen a few like Blue Chips.
0: No, it's not Blue Chips. That's a great movie though. Nick Nolte, yeah. Nick Nolte's a coach. Okay. Um. The live chat should have this. Abby, Calvin, Lelouch. Everyone knows that. Anyways, I'll tell you at the end. Okay. He says that he liked the deal for Minka Fitzpatrick. This was spun off of an article that I wrote um, about the draft order coming into this week. Uh, And he said, what they should do next is trade Ben Roethlisberger. If he comes back, he feels he'll make the team one dimensional. He thinks they can get a few good picks. For next year and in 2021, he said that basically, like I said, I'm summing this up. It's time for the future. Next year, Rudolph will be vastly improved. If they focus on the other players, the Steelers need to be very competitive. They'll need a receiver, another tight end, potentially a running back, outside linebacker. The Steelers need balance on offense with number seven. They won't have it. Trade him and you might live to see more success.
1: Well, Your I'm going to I'm going to quote a movie, and I know you're going to get this one because it was a sports movie as well. You had me at hello.
0: You had me at hello, Jerry Maguire. Exactly.
1: He yeah. had me as soon as he said trade Ben Roethlisberger. He had he <laughs> as soon as he said that he had me at hello. I mean, absolutely. I mean. I'm I'm, okay. I'm gonna chat I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. channel my inner my inner positive being.
0: Can I hold on? Can I stop you for a second? I'm really disappointed that no one in the live chat, we have over a hundred people right now watching this show that no one no one got the Ebbie Calvin Lelouche reference. Nobody now, can I, spell it.
1: Nobody can Ken, spell it.
0: Ken maybe had it. I don't know. Uh it's from Bull Durham. Uh the movie Bull Durham with Kevin Costner. It's a minor league baseball team about the Durham Bulls. Eddie Calvin Lelouch was the character Nuke Lelouch.
1: Bull oh Durham is the one with um with uh Charlie Sheen, right?
0: No, that's major league.
1: Ah, uh, see, you see, I get I've seen both, I think. Bull Durham was Kevin Costner, huh? Yes,
0: yes. Kevin Costner is the
1: Yeah, and he was dating the old the older lady, the older blonde. He was like the young Blush. pitcher.
0: She's a okay. redhead, but whatever. Susan Sarandon. Yes.
1: <laughs> there we go. So <laughs> Edward Calvin go. illusions
0: the pitcher. Anyways, y'all no, disappointed
1: I got, Yeah, I get all that mixing. Because I was going to try to say whatever uh, Wesley Snipes' character was.
0: But that was. That was uh, Willie Mays Hayes from Major Yes, League.
1: yes. But see, I just mixed the two up to, together. Don't let me mix the natural in there, too.
0: And oh, put Robert
1: Redford in there.
0: I know all those movies, man. The Big Bopper—that's who they're talking about. It's the Babe Ruth character from the yeah, natural with
1: the, with the lightning bolt on the bat. Wonder Boy. Wonder so Boy. So What's the name
0: of, of the bat? What's the name of the bat when he breaks the bat in the championship game? And he calls the Bat Boy over. What does he bring over? What's the name of the bat? He oh, taught hell. the Bat Boy how.
1: Oh hell! I I, I don't come on, all man.
0: This is special. The Savoy special.
1: I got Wonder Boy. <laughs> Let me get a few points. <laughs>
0: no no no, in sports movies i love them i love sports go ahead though back to the task at hand here the trade talk would you trade you said you would be all for trading Ben. yeah absolutely i mean you 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 could literally get for him but see
1: and that and that's the key if you if you could get if you could get a first for ben which i doubt um I, i would take a first or a second third no fourth no definitely anything third or below no, first or a second. I mean, there are some dumb teams with some dumb free, with some dumb front offices, but it's pretty hard to trade a guy with that many hits on his body coming off of a, a bum elbow. I don't know. I don't think you could do it. I mean, it's great hypothetical talk, but man, if you get a first rounder for Ben Roethlisberger, you can do that in a heartbeat.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they get a first. It would be awesome. I, I would be interested to hear if they even would just. Put his name out there. Like, let's say Mason Rudolph in these last ten games plays well, well enough that you can see some potential. We'll put it that way. More so than you see now. I wonder if the Steelers would just kind of just drop some hints to team like to team like here we go, Tampa Bay. Who's their head coach?
1: How about a team like Chicago? Who's their
0: who's their head coach? Tampa Bay.
1: Bruce Arians.
0: Exactly.
1: You know but he does. He, he can't survive under Bruce. He get killed. Bruce would have him take the seven-step <laughs> drops. get <laughs> murdered, he, he can't survive with Bruce. It would okay.
0: be tough to. It would be it, the problem the Steelers have a trading, and if I'm not talking at this in a realistic perspective, is that there will be no sign of proof that he is back to what he was before his arm injury,
1: unless they start leaking
0: videos. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, we're going full-on Patriots now. We're taking videos. We're sending them out. Goodness gracious.
1: (laughs) We're leaking workout videos on Twitter. (laughs) We're superimposing old throws (laughs) with old body, putting dates on it so he can say that his arm is a rocket again. Here's my issue with Ben and the injury. It's what me and my dad were talking about it. And you sarcastically laughed about Ben's comments about fitness and working out. (laughs) See, exactly. (laughs) Jeff can't, if you're not watching on YouTube, Jeff can't even keep a straight face. Like, as soon as I say workouts and Ben, Jeff just shakes his head. (laughs) Like, where you know, where you laughed when you famously laughed when Ben talked about the importance of working out now that he was 37. And you were like, come on, man. Like, it take took you, all these years.
0: It took you 14 years to push yourself away from the buffet, but he finally so, did it.
1: So I have no faith that Ben Roethlisberger will not be under 300 bills by the time he could throw a football. <laughs> I mean, by the time he could throw a football, I think Ben will be an offensive tackle or he'll be a slow-blocking tight end. I just don't have any faith that a guy – this late in his career who has been adverse to working out his entire career is going to rehab diligently. I mean, I just
0: also rehab, rehab at a point now where you can still rehab and you can still condition yourself yet. You can't use your arm. That takes a certain level of we'll say drive dedication to fitness. I don't know if he has that well no i know he doesn't have that. He's, he's not one
1: fit ben he, he is definitely not one fit ben he is, he, he, yeah man well well, he, well let's let's play it like this jeff with one arm no i'm sorry The my logic got flipped because with one arm he really can't push the table back
0: no it's tough it's like when he wore the apple watch and got fined on the sidelines and he said his wife had to get him dressed because he couldn't use his right arm. And she put the watch on his arm. So, Wow, way
1: to throw the wife under the bus. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's part of his nature, man. It's just the way he is.
1: Nice. So. <laughs> nice, man. Wife has skin marks on her back. <laughs>
0: He went over and back a couple times to make <laughs> <Come> sure.
1: <laughs> He's like, oh, wow. What's he going to do? Take the fine out of her personal account? I mean, Come on, Ben. That, that's pretty bad. Okay. Well,
0: all right. So the Ben bashing can be over for a second. I do want to get to a, a super chat that we had earlier. Snowman, who's a longtime viewer, listener of the show. He put $2 in and he said, this is not Ben Roethlisberger related. We'll kind of get off that topic for a second. Will Moncrief actually make another catch with the Steelers, or do you see them cutting ties with him to get that third round pick?
1: I think they're going to cut ties with him and get the third round pick.
0: Yeah. Now I was told that if he if they don't cut if they don't cut him, they keep him, they go they'll get a pick. It just won't be a third round pick. It'll probably be like a fourth round pick. And so I I, I honestly was like, well, in that case. You still cut him. You want that third round pick <laughs> because <Yeah>. <laughs> <he's>... <laughs> no. To think about it, and I said this uh, on my burning question last night. He is doing absolutely nothing to help this team win. Yeah, he no. had one catch against Los Angeles on Sunday Night Football, and it was a nice catch. Not saying it wasn't, but at the same time, if if James Washington is healthy, your three receivers are Juju Washington and Deontay Johnson. If you go four. They haven't been putting Moncrief on the field. It's been Johnny Holden. And they've been throwing deep to Johnny Holden, even though they haven't connected. but they're throwing and, they, a- and they need to stop that. They need well, but still, I look at it and say, even if they're just trying to throw it deep just to throw it deep to kind of get the defense to back off of it, it is they're not using Moncrief. So if he's providing nothing, then why keep him? Cut him, let him go. At this point in time, I feel like there's a free agent out there that could give you the same thing he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way they've gotten rid of some draft assets, too, I think you might want to acquire some more picks. I want to respond, though, to a a comment in the live chat by Michael Toole. And he said, Ben has given us a lot. And for the most part, uh, he's always gives us a chance to win. Of course, Lance wants to talk bad about him like he's Ryan Fitzpatrick or something. It's ridiculous. No, look, I. Seven has been, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback in Pittsburgh Steelers franchise history. Number seven has won multiple Super Bowls, taking the Steelers to three. You know, his legacy is what it is. It is solidified. There are warts that have come with it. I think we all can acknowledge that. However, like I've always said, I am a fan of the franchise, not of individual players per se. So at this point, whatever you get extra out of Ben, if it's not a championship i mean he's already giving you two i mean you've already exceeded expectation now it's 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 time to start building building that roster up on the offensive side of football and finding that quarterback of the future cuz we started the program talking about that freak show up in baltimore and you've got baker mayfield in cleveland so you've got two big rivals in the division who have found their quarterbacks of the future If Mason Rudolph is that guy, then great for the Steelers. Thank you, Ben. Shake your hand. Your legacy has been great, and you have been fairly compensated for it. The train keeps moving. What does Tomlin always say is trying to jump onto a moving train? The train keeps moving. The league stops for no person or no individual, and it's about the Pittsburgh Steelers first thank you for your service you've been given probably close to 225 million there is nothing to feel sorry about when it comes to moving on from Ben Roethlisberger
0: and let's be honest you could probably count the name the number of quarterbacks on one hand that have been able to gracefully walk away and remain absolutely pristine in terms of the fan base's perception of them um, you think of a guy like uh Peyton Manning, who won one and then walked away. You think about John Elway, who won two and then walked away. Um, other guys have done it, but it, like, even Terry Bradshaw, it, that was not a not a very copacetic departure when he was done playing with the Steelers. Uh, for me, though, I think that Ben, if he were to step down, or even if he were to be traded, which it's very far-fetched, um, I think absolutely he would remain a great Pittsburgh Steeler and would be a player that would go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, quarterbacks ever in Steeler history. Um, This is not bashing Ben. We make fun of his weight, and I think it's hysterical uh, that—let us see if I can find the comment here. It might be a while ago. Someone asked if I would give Ben a discount to train him. He can he and he makes enough money he doesn't need any discounts first and foremost. Right. But uh we we make fun of Ben a little bit, but we love Ben because what he's done for the team. Like I'm I'm with Lance. I root for this team right here. Not not individual players. You know, individual players come and go. The Pittsburgh Steelers are who I root for. And people can like that or hate that, whatever, that's fine with them. But
1: uh I, I always always try to say this. I mean, because at the time it was happening, I was living in the Bay Area. I moved around, came back to the Bay Area. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers put the foot to ass to Joe Montana. I mean, and 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 that's a guy that won them four Super Bowls, arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history. They put foot to tail and rudely kicked him out and shipped him to Kansas City with the swollen burst of sack on his elbow and said, Thank you. Kick rocks. <laughs> We're going with Steve Young. It happens. The game moves on, and so do fan bases. And in the next five to 10 years, we will be all looking at highlights and clips of Ben run around and make one of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history, one in which he thought was going to get intercepted to San Antonio Holmes in the corner of the end zone. So it is what it is.
0: I can say that I already look up highlights of Ben, and just some of the plays you just marvel at. It's just amazing. I mean, he was great to watch. He was a ton of fun, but like you said, everything comes to an end. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, so let's let's open it up. We have a few minutes left. I didn't want to do a really long show tonight. Let's let's open it up to some questions. If you have some questions in the live chat, we'll try to get through those in rapid fire succession, um, and obviously we'll answer as many as we can. If you want to use the super chat super chat feature. Easy for me to say. Where do you comment on the bottom on the right? Is a little money sign. You can donate any amount of money to the program. You don't have to use it, but you can. And if you do, we'll guarantee to answer your question. Just like Snowman here gives us another $2. We appreciate that. $2 in the tip jar. He said, if you trade Ben, who do you trade him to? Well, I brought up Bruce Arians down in Tampa. Jameis Winston clearly is not their answer there. If he thinks their team is a quarterback away, he might be willing to part ways with A high draft pick, maybe an early second round pick or something like that. Never know. You never know. Um, Who else? You said, uh, what was the other team you brought up? I
1: thought of the Bears. I mean, I don't know if he can cut the win with his arm, but if he can throw in Pittsburgh, he might not be able to cut it in Chicago. But Chicago's a defense. Got a, you know, I don't know if they won the game uh, against the Saints today. I thought they, I think they lost that game. Yeah, they lost. uh, They lost. But, you know, they're a quarterback away. I mean, they have a dominant player in Khalil Mack. They've got a pretty good defense. They get turnovers. They could use a veteran presence up there to go help them take that next step. So I could see a team
0: like that. Absolutely. All right, next question. Michael says, will Mason Rudolph have over 300 yards passing in the Dolphins game and will make a force more than two turnovers? Lance, thoughts?
1: That's funny because I asked that. That was one of the questions we kind of yeah. teased today. Will Will there be a, a Steeler player throw for three hundred or oh, more than three hundred yards in a game? I'm going to say no, but I think he's going to be highly efficient. I think he'll throw for maybe two twenty five, you know, two thirty something like that. A couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, and I say Minka Fitzpatrick will force one turnover.
0: I agree with Fitzpatrick. I disagree with Mason. He goes over three hundred. Why? I think they have a couple plays that go for big chunk yardage i'm talking like a 75 yarder and a 50 yarder and then the rest is a little more of the his moderate to intermediate throws um we'll see how that pans out we have plenty of time to talk about it so until next monday say puts two dollars in the tip jar and says what do you see the record being now i'm assuming that they're referring to what do you think their overall record will be when all is said and done
1: um let's see i think on a couple of shows i said four and 12
0: um. <laughs> um, the heel, the heel is spoken, folks. The heel.
1: Oh man, uh, uh I know I got two more guaranteed wins. I, I think they beat Arizona. I think they beat Miami. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say seven and nine.
0: Okay, I've got worst eight and eight, best nine and seven, because I think this team gets hot. We talked about their stretch. If they can get to five and five. In this little home, three-game homestand, you know, I like him against Cincinnati again. I like him to at least get one out of Cleveland. I like him to, I like him with against Buffalo at Heinz Field. I believe that's at Heinz Field. Um, I like him against the Jets. So they've got winnable games down the second half here. Um, That
1: Buffalo game could be a really tough game. Uh, But their quarterback is so bad that it'll be a tight, close game. But I'm really impressed by Buffalo's defense.
0: Their defense, again, I watched some of that game. I thought thought the games today were awful in terms of the early games. Awful. There wasn't a watchable game on, in my opinion, at least on the AFC. And so I was watching some of the Miami-Buffalo game, and Miami and Fitzpatrick had a couple red zone turnovers. He's awful. So the Buffalo defense, I'll buy that. I'm not buying, um, I'm not buying their offense at all. So yeah, they have a good record, but I like Pittsburgh's defense going against their offensive. And that game's at
1: home. Was that game? I believe,
0: in- I believe it is. Let me double check. Let me double check. What it, and that? That's, that's a game where if you're in Buffalo, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a really, I, I think that's one of those games. that's a big difference. Let me see. Uh, Here we go. Pull this up quickly. The Buffalo game is at Heinz Field. Yes, in week 15. So here's the rest of the games for them while we're talking about it. Miami this week, Colts after that, Rams to finish out this three-game homestand. Then Thursday night football at Cleveland. Then they come back home. I'm sorry. Then they go to Cincinnati. Then they host the Browns, Cardinals on the road, Buffalo at home, Jets on the road, Ravens on the road to finish it out.
1: Hmm. It's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I think uh, for me, like I said, eight and eight at worst, nine and seven best. If they could get lucky, they could be 10 and six, but they'd have that'd be crazy hot down the stretch. That's one of those, if if they were 10 and six, that's a nobody wants them in the playoffs because they're that hot at that time. Let's hope. You
1: You know, this is one of those years where. You know, it's really hard to predict. I mean, this is week to week. And I think the thing that makes it week to week is because of the quarterback. I think we're starting to get consistent play on a defensive end. But the quarterback, I mean, the quarterback is so young. I mean, so it's, it's it's you know, it's going to be inconsistent. You're going to have this wide variance potentially every week. So it's hard to predict these games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that last, and this is something that Kevin DeBoss says uh, that last game. I'm sorry, I missed it there last game against the Ravens week 17 could be, could be meaningful. Could be meaningful. Okay. Let's uh, let's give one more in here. And that is this one from the sheep. M is Devin Bush, the leader right now for defensive rookie of the year. Lance, what are your thoughts?
1: I guess. I mean, I really don't know any other rookies. I'm going to guess. So he makes a ton of splash plays
0: out there in San Fran.
1: Uh, yeah, probably Bosa, probably Bosa's the leader in the clubhouse because their team is winning and their team just pitched a shutout. And overall, their defense is better and they're winning. And he's on a franchise mark. He's on a franchise, you know, marquee franchise team gets a lot of attention. So I'd say right now it's probably Bosa. And I would say it is Bush second.
0: Bush, like you said, though, man, and 13, they have uh, how many takeaways this year? 13, 12, no, 15. I'm sorry, 15. Uh,
1: 15, 15 takeaways.
0: He's had six of them in some way, shape, or form, whether it's picking up a fumble, interceptions, six. That's incredible. So he's making plays. It's like uh, I watch um, Brian Baldinger on his Twitter account. He always does breakdowns, and he always says that damn Devin Bush. He's always around the ball. Devin Bush is always around the ball. That's all he ever says. So. There you have it, Lance. I
1: had to to turn my light on. I didn't want to be considered the strobe light homie. I don't know if anybody heard that song. A little trivia here, a little 90s hip hop. There was a song, popular song by Black Sheep back in the day called Strobe Light Honey. And sometimes when I'm in my den, I forget to turn on the light. And so the light looks like a strobe light in the background as Sunday Night Football is all these ambers and greens and all this different stuff from commercials in the back so if you know strobe light honey and you know black sheep you're a hip-hop aficionado
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do not know that song i do think that people in the live chat need to brush up on their sports movies i'll tell you that right now
1: um Jeff, you gotta look up strobe light honey it's it's absolutely funny and it means what you think it means
0: i believe it i believe it and so like yeah i mean Ebbie Calvin Lelouch, that's nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham, folks.
1: Yes, yes. Not
0: Willie Mays Hayes. I love what I love what the manager Lou Brown says to him as he's hitting he's taking batting practice and he's hitting everything up in the air. And he says, You may run like Mays, but you hit like you know. <laughs>
1: did, did, you, did you see Big Rush? Big Rush that I think Lance and Jeff are roommates. No. Jeff has <laughs> Jeff has too many kids. There are there are there are too many people in jeff's house for me to be a roommate
0: all i gotta say is how funny would it be if we were actually just in another in another room and we said that you were in california
1: (laughs) (laughs) that 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 would be funny you hear the dog bark we gotta pull that off somehow (laughs) like we've got to that would that would be funny if like we ever do this show from the same place
0: I'm telling you, next time you come east, if you're in Pittsburgh, I'll I'll make a trip back to my hometown, and we'll we'll meet somewhere, and we'll do we'll do something for sure.
1: Quickly to Mike Tool's point, Lance Jeff, should we trade Tom to the Redskins for you high draft picks? We agree, we are on board for that, Mike, one thousand percent. If they got two ones and two twos, I feel the same way about Ben about Tomlin as I did Ben. Thank you for your service. Thank you for the Super Bowl. Thank you for going twice. Thank you for the questionable call against Jacksonville on the fourth and five in your first year. Thank you for saying obviously all the time. Thank you for the moniker, the standard, is the standard of which I coined to name this show or or, or our show on Wednesday. Thank you for all of that. Two ones, two, two kick rocks, man. We've got to get them picked. Sorry. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go.
0: (laughs) Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Lance, why don't you send us off tonight?
1: Listeners, as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.
0: And don't forget, if you want to help us out, I mean, the the honestly, the, the live, the super chat feature helps us a lot, but unbelievably help is by hitting the thumbs-up button on this video if you're watching live on YouTube. Hit the thumbs-up button. It helps a ton, just so you know. So subscribe, and we'll see you next week for another one of these Q and A's before our post game show on Monday night. Gosh, it's going to feel like forever. We'll see you on the next one, folks.